I have a very special guest this morning, which I'm very excited about. We have Ramon Ray. He is a leading expert on personal branding as a tool for small business success. He's the founder of Smart Hustle Media, his fourth business, which helps global brands enhance their credibility and authenticity to reach small business owners. How are you? Cassandra, I am better than I should. If I was too good, I should probably be arrested by the feel-good police. I feel great. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you on this podcast, and I know you have so much advice and just great golden nuggets to share with us. So I know you like to keep it all about everyone else, but I do have this first question, the one and only question that will be all about you, okay? Can we do that? Fair enough, fair enough. We can do that. Okay. I just want to know, how did you start as an entrepreneur? How did you start on your journey? What inspired you? Because that's what this podcast is all about, how we started on our entrepreneurial journeys. Yeah, great question, uh, Cassandra. And I may have to break that down into a few different steps, depending on what I say. But I think the summary of it is, is that I always had being an entrepreneur, a business owner in my soul. I believe Mm -hmm. it was always there, even young. Because, uh, Cassandra, I believe entrepreneurship is about are we willing to take risks? Uh, Do we have a passion inside of us to create something? And entrepreneurship doesn't have to be the typical Mark Cuban billion-dollar valuation, billion-dollar company you're sold. It could be a smaller uh, business, less than a million dollars a sale or generating a few hundred thousand dollars in businesses I've done five times in a row. Um, so how I got started is I, I had a regular job at the United Nations. I guess that's not quite regular. My sister reminded me, Ramon, that's a big deal working at the UN. But I had a job at the United <laughs> Nations. Got that right as I was beginning to start college. Just wanted some part-time money uh, to pay for school and, and pay for expenses. So I got a job there as a clerk, you know, administrative clerk, secretary kind of thing. And I worked there for a number of years. While there, I had this burning desire to create. I guess it came from God. You know, we're all different. And I had a technology consulting business. It was my first one started uh, helping people fix computer motherboards and chips and install hard drives back in the day when we weren't cloud-based, but like people would, you know, physically repair their computers. And started several small entities at the UN. And bottom line, Cassandra, I was fired after over 10 years later, fast forwarding, uh, because I had permission to have my business. But at the UN, uh, there are clear rules against it. If, if you don't have permission, which I had, but somebody, Cassandra, was jealous. I'm curious, by the way, have you ever had anybody in your life who was very jealous of you? Have you gone through that, Cassandra? <laughs> that okay, gonna, a, that's a hard question. I'm going to take it as a yes. <laughs> so I had somebody who was, who was very jealous of me, and uh, they kind of made, made my life a miserable, miserable experience at the UN, and I was let go, but that launched me into who I am today uh, and being able to spend time with you. A lot of the stories that I hear on this podcast about how people began is usually with something like that, a story of Mm. they got fired or, you know, they had this bump in the road that probably seemed like a really big deal at the time and like it was all bad, but it really led them in the right direction. So I love hearing that. I like the part about taking risks because I Mm. think that is a big part. And we explore on this podcast what it really means to be an entrepreneur. And a lot of people do think it's this, you know, you sold a company, you made a million dollars. That's kind of the the entrepreneur that we see on TV, the celebrity. But I think there's all different kinds and types of entrepreneurs. Would you agree with mm-hmm. that? 
Absolutely. Everybody doesn't have to want to do a billion dollar, you know, venture backed business. Mm -hmm. You may just want to create a small business, but that's entrepreneurial focus. Gino Wickman has a great book out called uh, Rocket Fuel and Traction, I think, talks about that. So my point is, yes, you can build a smaller company, but be entrepreneurially minded for sure. So you stepped into this new world of entrepreneurship. So where did you go next from all of that? Was What was your next step? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, technically I can tell you that, but the next step was just sitting in my home office for like the last 20 years, like a little <laughs> gerbil and uh, typing out content. But my businesses were uh, family computer consulting services. So I started that was my first business doing computer repair. Then I uh, bought the domain smallbiztechnology.com in April 1999. And I sold that, by the way, in 2019, 20 years later, I believe it would have been. So that was smallbiztechnology.com, a media company. Did that at the UN still. And then I launched an event business called Small Business Summit. You're getting a trend here, right? Small Business mm -hmm. Technology, Small Business Summit. And I built that business. I was an event business and sold that. And recently, then I launched Smart Hustle Media and bought the domain smarthustle.com in 2015 and uh, sold that business as well, depending on when people hear this. And I newly launched my fifth business, zoneofgenius.com. So after being fired from the UN to go back a bit, I guess, it was about me. When you're when you have your side hustle, Cassandra. Most of us have a steady income. You can kind of cheat, right? Because mm -hmm. Cassandra's getting two hundred thousand a year at Hub, and she's rolling in the money, so she can just do stuff for free. Mm -hmm. But when all you have is your landscaping business, and cousin Earl calls and says, "Girl, can you come by and do my landscaping?" Absolutely, cousin Earl. The rate's fifty dollars an hour. I'll invoice you. <laughs> so free goes out the window. If that makes sense, that was Absolutely. kind of my journey when I was fired. I had to make money. Well, I think that's how we describe an entrepreneur a lot too. We kind of forget about that risk factor and that you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from. You got to put food on the table. That whole idea, you're taking that risk. That's that's a big deal. Absolutely. It's the risk for sure, for sure. And it's not easy to do that, but I think it's something that's the calling we have. You can mm -hmm. have a life of security and work for a company, which is great. Many people prefer to, you know, to, to have a, a job and, and they get well paid and they love what they're doing. That's one way to enjoy life. Or some of us like that risk of, you know, hey, you may fail, you may skin your knee, but let's go. And I'm in the latter half. So why small business? So all of your different companies and ventures have been about small business. Yeah, you know, that's asking me why I like strawberry ice cream, Cassandra. <laughs> I think maybe because I, I started out as a small business and things of that nature. Yeah, maybe because I started out as that um, and just had this passion. I, you know, I think because of small business, you feel the risk. Mm. The risk gets closer to you. The risk gets closer to your chest. I think that's why. That's probably why the risk is closer to you. What was the biggest challenge? This is a big question, and there's probably going to mm. be a million parts to this, but what was at least one of the biggest challenges in starting a business for you? Probably that I didn't know what I didn't know. As I look at who I am today and who I was actually years ago, I'm a different person. I, I've learned, I'd like to think I've learned quite a bit and I have a lot more to learn. I'm always learning, but there is stages of maturity. So what I knew today, I, I didn't know or didn't think about or didn't have the maturity to do, to realize, uh, you know, five, 10, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. So I think that was the biggest challenge. You just don't know what you knew, but, and there were challenges, but I think the, even beyond the challenge, Cassandra, what I'm blessed with, Marie Forleo talks about this in her book, Everything is Figureoutable, that I had. And I think that's, that's if you have the trait to figure things out, 
if you enjoy and have the passion for what you're doing and you're willing to learn what you don't like doing, like the operation side, marketing side, leveraging technology, you can succeed because some things you'll learn are, for example, who your customers are. So the biggest challenge, Cassandra, was just not knowing what I didn't know. And I think one of the biggest challenges was me. I, I'm my biggest impediment. I'm a very, I rush quite a bit. Yeah, I rush. I am impulsive. And that can be harmful when you're running a business. So those are a few things. One of the things that comes up a lot on this podcast is people talking about finding their people. And often mm. it's finding the people that can fill in the gaps for you, right? Yes. Like you're saying, fill in those gaps, teach mm -hmm. you things. Maybe their strengths are something that are not yours. <laughs> and I think Absolutely. that's so important as an entrepreneur because it gets hard. It gets hard out here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hey, Cassandra, you're a great interviewer. I just want to tell you that. Thank you. I just love this conversation. <laughs> um, it's a little different dimension that I've had before, just some of the things we're talking about. So thank you. And thanks to Adam's Hub. I just I forgot to say thank you for thank having you. me here. Thank you. So. Okay. So this next one, maybe this might be a different question than you used to too, but okay. I love hearing what's a piece of advice that you grabbed onto when you were early on, like you were saying, you were still learning, you were running fast. Someone gave you that piece of advice that just stuck with you and you still use it today as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Let me answer that if I may, in a different way. May of I course. do that? Of course. There's two people in my life who meant a lot to me that I remember at least most in business. One is Yakov Yurinsky. Uh, he's an entrepreneur himself. We're a similar age. But Cassandra, when I was at the UN, I would go to his office and hang out and sit and eat sandwiches mm -hmm. and just cry on his shoulder, rush back you know, for my lunch hour. He would show me his operations, his money, his revenue, his business, open his books to me confidentially, you know? And I just subliminally learned so much just quote unquote being in a real business you know it's like does it make sense what i'm saying i want to pause and make sure i'm saying it right but like you're the little girl little boy who's playing dress up but once a week you go to a real tailor's office mm -hmm. and sit mm -hmm. so okay good so i thank you i hear your affirmation i wasn't sure if it made sense but like i had a business but sitting in his office in front of his desk seeing his computers how he uses crm his customers his receptionist i was like okay it, it really helped me see business you know so that's one yakov yurinsky um and you can tell i don't have us i'm not giving the specific lesson they learned because i don't see it that way and maybe i just don't remember it but then the second one was mr chidam Badanathan. he was a guy at the united nations he's since passed away he had a thick indian accent and I loved that man, Cassandra, so much. Just I think he provided the, what we call it now, personal development. I didn't know of all that called then. But like, Ramon, don't write the email right now. You're too angry. You're too angry, Ramon. You are angry. I warrant you. No, 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 no. Go home, Ramon. Sleep on it. Sleep on it. And then come back tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll talk. You tell me if, about the email. So I'm mimicking him, but I'm saying it in honor. I love that man. Yeah. And that's how he sounded to me. So is that help answer the question? It's not like one word of advice, but just those two people in particular. And reading magazines, reading Black Enterprise, mm -hmm. reading Inc., reading Entrepreneur. So that's kind of the the mush of advice. I would just consume it and just try to be like them and still today i like looking at other business owners what you all are doing in your community and how can i do better and better 
I think it's different for everyone. So, of course, that is a great answer. And I am probably very similar in that way, too. I have many mentors. I'm very grateful and lucky enough to have mentors around me, a lot of them mm-hmm. older, so they're much wiser than me. And <laughs> I can go to them every day whenever I need it for situational advice and just overall, like, what is the meaning of life? And mm-hmm. just, you know, all of it. <laughs> Did they answer you? Did they answer the question what the meaning of life is? It, I think answer? it's different every day. It's oh, like, Sonia, just okay. go get another cup of coffee. You're, you're fine. <laughs> you know, it's different every day. <laughs> Depending I'm, on so, I'm still trying to figure out things like, you know, I don't know how babies are born or like, uh, how, why is it so hot? Or I'm, trying to, I'm still, how was ice is, made? This you know, is why I, we I, need I, mentorship in our lives. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so let's get into personal branding i think i think probably one of your favorite things next to strawberry ice cream Um, so tell (laughs) us what is personal branding why is personal branding so big in your world and why do you love teaching it to other people yeah and of course there's so many things in business and in life that are important cassandra of course but i think for me personal branding is what i hung on to i guess because it's my journey and my story i'm not starbucks i'm not coca-cola i'm not adam's hub i'm not a corporate entity but what I'm selling is Ramon. That's what I'm hinging my hat on. Yes, I have to have systems and processes. Yes, selling Ramon can only take you so far, but it's taken Tony Robbins quite far. So personal branding is how can I build a community of fans and nurture that community of fans to become a customer? That's the essence, I think, of personal branding, using my personal brand, my smile, my handshake, my ethos, who I am and how I do what I do to get people excited to join my journey, my progress, my pathway, my community of fans. Uh, And that could be expressed by following me on social media, following my email newsletter, coming to my webinars, not buying anything from me. But Cassandra, over time, if I'm, quote unquote, in a good way, in Cassandra's face, she sees me outside. She sees me on social media and I'm doing one thing. Hey, Cassandra, this is Ramon. Three ways to clean your carpet. Hey, Cassandra, good morning. This is Ramon. I spilled spaghetti on my carpet. I used this thing to get it out. Hey, Cassandra, this is Ramon. Look at her tidy vans. Cassandra, the next time you're a baby or in your house or you do something on the floor, who are you going to call Cassandra? Let me just, Adam's hub audience, let's see if Cassandra can get this right. Who are you going to call to clean your floor, Cassandra? Ramon Ray. Don't disappoint me. Yes! (laughs) Silly example, right? But because I've been sharing so much, putting so much out there to the right customer, the right, as it were, in this compressed time frame we're talking here, that's that's good in community fans. And then the second point is ask for a smile before you ask for a sale. Similar point, just a different side of the coin, where how can I ask something of Cassandra, buy my coffee, buy my dog walking service, can I be your real estate, your realtor, whatever you want. I, I'm giving any example. It, it doesn't, it's not just for us creators. Mm-hmm. How can I ask you for something unless I first built a relationship with you, even small. So until I said, hey, Cassandra, good morning, or hey, you know, whatever it is, then I can make the ask in this silly example. Is that helpful? Absolutely. And I love how you differentiate could be a dog walker, it could be a real estate agent, it doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. still building that persona, per se, right? Correct. For yourself as you're building your business is so important. So what are some practical ways that someone can do that? So you talked a little bit about the website, the email, you know, Mm -hmm. what are the practical ways? Give me and give me a company, let's put a fictional company. So Cassandra, what's the name of the business owner? What's their name? Um, let's do, I'm, I'm so bad at stuff like this. I was going to say a fitness coach. Maybe if we talk about okay. a fitness Love coach, it. that could be good. Fitness coach. What's their name? Is it going to be 
Jermaine or Geraldine? Take your pick. <laughs> Geraldine? Is that what you <laughs> okay. said? Okay. Yes, Geraldine, the fitness coach. <laughs> this is getting really weird here, but we're, we're going to roll with it. So Geraldine, the fitness coach, she's trying to build her personal brand. And here's what she can do. Maybe every Saturday, she just goes to the local park when it's warm outside. I'm Geraldine for free for two hours. If you want to come and move your body, move your body with Geraldine on Saturday. MJS, I think that says. Yes, move your body with Geraldine on Saturday. So that's one way. Mm -hmm. So you see what I'm doing? She's out there providing value. It's for free. She's building a community of fans. And then at the end of each session, hey, ladies, hey, gentlemen, those of you who want to join me for my private sessions, sign up here. That's a silly example, but you get what I mean. Yes. Next thing Geraldine can do then, great. Next thing Geraldine can do then, uh, going back to building community fans, not just the, and for fitness coaches listening to this, I'd love your feedback as you're hearing me. You can just email me, Ramon at RamonRay.com. There's a lot of expression fitness, just the sexy images and abs and all that. I get it. I get it. I'm being realistic for this example, but you can just wake up and say, Hey, I'm Geraldine. I'm not feeling so well today, but you know what? I drank two bottles of water and had an egg and that helped me. That's something I learned that you may want to do too. And do that again and again and again every day. So you don't have to do the, Hey, look at my abs in this right. particular industry, but just being human. So those are a few things I would do again, all building the community, building the fan base, being in your face, showing you who I am. And those who are interested, eventually they're going to vote with their dollars and buy from you. Something I run into that you might be able to set, shed some light on is mm -hmm. the brick and mortars. They don't mm -hmm. know how to do this as well. So a mom mm -hmm. and pop shop, maybe it's a restaurant, a gift shop. They've been in their downtown for, you know, 50 years. Their, mm -hmm. their grandparents own this shop. So how do they do that same thing? Yes. Here's an example what they could do as an example. Those listening, take this and run with it. Uh, for example, you just mentioned a gift shop, I think. So that's a great example. Maybe every day or once a week, they can just show behind the scenes how to wrap gifts. Maybe they had a gift that they had to wrap that was a weird shape. I want to see all seven times where their wrapping went wrong. Can you imagine how hilarious that would be? Okay, this mm -hmm. is Teddy. We're in the back of the room. We had to wrap someone's custom Rolex watch. Oh my God, to take it. You know, that could be. So, so if you get the point, that's behind the scenes stuff. Or maybe you have customer appreciation week. And every week you take one customer and highlight them. Things like that. Even you could do little videos of you vacuuming the floor. Well, it's five o'clock. All the customers are gone and put a GoPro camera on the vacuum cleaner, can you imagine the most boring but insightful video that would be? So me see you vacuuming the floor with a GoPro every day. That would be as boring as heck, but I think it would sound pretty darn funny. That's You know what? As I'm saying that, that sounds funny. <laughs> Giftvacuum.com and just make – so you see where I'm going, Cassandra? You could do – it's a test. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, you could do it together. But, um, but you get – my point being – that may have been the dumbest idea, putting a GoPro in a vacuum, mm -hmm. but if you get what I'm trying to do here, it's thinking, being creative. Those who are interested, maybe they'd be curious to see what it looks like when nobody's here behind the scenes video, just as an example. So what about the people that say to you, Ramon, I hate social media. I'm not going to get on Instagram. I'm not going to get on Facebook. So how do I do any of this? I hate social media. What's your sure. response to that? I you know I'm what? Sure you I get totally that a love lot. it. <laughs> I do get it a lot. I hate salad. <laughs> I hate cucumbers. I hate all these things, but I eat them. So I'll give two answers. One, everybody who hates it, get in real close. Are y'all real close? Get in real close. Get in closer. To, get in closer to your, your headphones. Push them in closer. 
get over it. So that's <laughs> advice number one. Just do it. Buy some Nike sneakers. But I do respect and I empathize. Some people don't listen. I know how it can feel to not like even how you look. And let's face it, for some people, that's why they're not doing video. Mm. They just have some aversion. They don't like the camera. This is a real thing. So I know I'm speaking to somebody out there. You don't have to do all of it. Everybody doesn't have to do those fancy TikTok videos where you generate, gyrate your hips. Dun, 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 as I point to the, I'm pointing up, pointing left, pointing right, <laughs> pointing down. No. But if you're not going to use social media, if you're not going to do video, then you have to go old school. Put a fishbowl, have people drop in their cards or drop in a number. And every Saturday, the present to win, you're going to give them a free dog leash. If you know, uh, uh, have an event inside, do a fax blast, uh, send postcards around the community. So you're going to have to then go to old school marketing. And don't forget also, great customer service always tells a story can you remember the birthdays of your customers as they walk in uh, do you have a, like some lollipops or or vegan bagel rolls i don't know for kids as they come in things like that will always do it but i'm telling you those who don't like social media and there's a lot i encourage you to either hire someone to help you ask generally somebody younger and who's in it already but put your toe into it because you're missing out by not just taking your smartphone saying hey my name is Joel Dean. Well, we're opening in five minutes. I just wanted to say good morning to you. And guess what, Cassandra, as you may know, just about every day, I do that. I wake up and I do an IG and a Facebook story and I just say good morning. That's it. So people can check that out, you know, my own uh, channels. But that's as simple as that. <laughs> it's very authentic. People get to know you. Like you said, they see your name. They see your face all the time. And then when they need something, who are they going to think of? Absolutely. That's the key. That's it. So let's talk Absolutely. a little bit. We'll end on this because this is one of my favorite things that you do and that you talk about. But being a celebrity CEO, being mm. a celebrity in your own way, can you talk a little bit about that and where that idea came from? Sure. Um, I'd like to say the idea came from me, and I think it did, the, the name Celebrity Seal. But I, but this goes back to personal branding, Cassandra. People ask me, Ramon, how, do you, how are you getting your name out there? How are you being all over and et cetera? Well, the secret is I'm not all over. I'm not very famous like Kyle, uh, Kylie Jenner or any famous person like that. But as Seth Godin says, look up his post on this, famous to your cousin. So being a celebrity -o means that in your space, in your segment, geographically or in your business, you are well known or more known than usual. That's the concept of celebrity, be, celebrity CEO, being well known in your marketplace. It's a passion of mine, and I think every small business owner can do it because as you produce a lot of content, focus on a particular niche, you'll begin to be known. That's the concept of celebrity CEO. It's not about being famous in the literal sense of the word, but as Seth Godin says, famous to your cousin. I was at a, an event with American Express uh, some months ago or some weeks ago, and I wasn't speaking. I wasn't involved at all. I was just a regular attendee. Cassandra, I was sitting up eating a, oh my God, chorizo egg with hot sauce and cheese on a roll and from a New York City food truck. You cannot beat that, Cassandra. You've got to have that one day. And I was there sitting there and people came up to me. Are you at Ramona on Twitter? Wait a minute. Are you, are you Ramona Smart Hustle? Wait a minute. Are you? I get your email newsletter, Smart Hustle. I'm famous to my cousin because I was at an event full of my perfect audience, 
a, 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 a compressed group of people, and that's an example of famous to the cousin. Nobody will know me on the train. Nobody will know, know me anywhere else but in that segment. So you can be the fitness trainer in, in a small town in Iowa. You can be the dentist in a, in a, in a, in a, you know, that, that specializes in helping children who've gone through trauma fix their teeth, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. There is so much we can dive into in all these different areas, but – we probably don't have enough time today. So what? we gotta go. Where oh my God, else? <laughs> I mean, I could talk forever. I'm sure you could too. But I do have. Other it's been work, a great discussion. You know. Yes. Where can people go to find more of your great advice, your courses, your teachings, everything about Ramon Ray? Sure, I appreciate it. Two places I'd recommend are three. One is RamonRay.com for sure. R-A-M-O-N-R-A-Y, RamonRay.com. Come by, say hello, let me know you heard me on the Adams Hub podcast. That's one. Definitely check out SmartHustle.com, full of information for small business growth, SmartHustle.com. And my latest venture, which is all about helping you live a fulfilled life, is ZoneOfGenius.com, ZoneOfGenius.com. And Cassandra, it's been great being with you, and thank you for the opportunity. Yes, thank you for sharing not only your knowledge, but also your journey as an entrepreneur, because I know that's very close to your heart. Indeed, my pleasure. Thank you. Everybody doesn't have to do those fancy TikTok videos where you generate, gyrate your hips, dun, 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 as I point to those. I'm pointing up, pointing left, pointing right, (laughs) pointing down. 